welcome. You're listening to the Salesforce Marketing Cloud podcast for the UK financial services community. Our aim is to let you know what's happening, when it's happening, and how you can get involved. We'll keep it short and in downloadable form so you can listen wherever you are. Hit subscribe to get notifications of new episodes, news, and announcements. I'm Miles. And I'm Joe, And we work at Salesforce in the UK. As ever, any views here expressed are our own. That's right. Don't base any purchasing decisions based on what we say. Just sit back, enjoy and learn. So, Joe, what are we talking about this week? Well, I'm glad you've asked, Miles, because today I'm pleased to say we're going to be talking about marketing performance optimization, And we have a truly fantastic guest to cover this topic with us today, starting with, well, what it is and why it's become a popular term in recent years. Then, helpfully, we'll move on to how some of the more innovative financial services companies out there are applying MPO technology to solve for a range of modern marketer challenges. As you can now see, we're catching up with insider and all-round guru on the topic, John Beeston. John, welcome. Thank, uh, great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us today. Absolute pleasure, Miles. Uh, very happy to be here. Lovely. Right. Um, I've known you for a few years and you are absolutely one of our marketing and media performance gurus here at Salesforce. So who better to educate and inform us today? Uh, why don't you start by introducing yourself and, and telling us about your role here at Salesforce? Certainly. Um, so I'm the product marketing director for Salesforce Marketing Cloud in EMEA. And if you're thinking, well, what does product marketing mean? Well, a couple of things. One is I am here to make sure we get our messaging right across our products. And that's whether we're delivering them at events, big or small, podcasts, of course, uh, but also helping, you know, all of our sales teams, our marketing teams understand, you know, how we talk about our products. But mostly, and what's most important about that is understanding problems that uh, our products solve and the things that we help our customers with um and you know that's why i also spend a lot of time talking directly to customers trying to figure out what's going on uh, inside companies inside marketing departments to see what their challenges are what we can do uh, to help them um i've been at salesforce for getting on for two years now. Uh, before that, I've done a uh, mix of roles in technology companies, uh, but I also started out in the agency world at WPP. Um, I got a job at WPP uh, working on what at the time was called search engine optimization. This is oh, 2002, mm. um, which uh, at the time I thought, well, that's not very interesting. It, that doesn't sound like real advertising. I'm not sure that will go anywhere, but it was um, I got to join part of Ogilvy and I thought, oh, that's a, that's a great name in advertising. Anyway, turned out search advertising really did take off if you, if you've not been following that. And, um, we go, suddenly we're in this world where, uh, the likes of Google and Bing and Twitter and Facebook are suddenly these huge giants, um, uh, that, you know, most marketers really depend on, uh, for their digital marketing. And when we say digital marketing these days, that's pretty much 70% of what everyone does. So, um, and here I am at Salesforce. Well, great to have you, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, John, fab introduction. Um, you know, that mix of agency, technology and consulting that you're giving um, 
is the very reason that we wanted you here today. And I know from what you said, you've given a little away in uh, your age. And I know that our audience can't see you here and I can. So there was a bit of surprise from me there. But brilliant. Thank you. Um, in a good way, by the way, I should add. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about is very much in the sweet spot for today's topic. And I'd like to start by just looking at the basics. So could you give us a quick intro into what exactly is marketing performance optimization? And you know, why are we seeing more and more people with that job title or remit? So what's marketing performance optimization, right? And this is this is really come into focus in the last 16 months of, you know, the extraordinary times or whatever cliche you want to use to describe this COVID crisis, right? So what what happened um, to marketers all over the world is the world has changed dramatically, quickly. Where are we spending our money? And in and, and that question often quickly followed up by, and how can we stop spending some of that money? And where, you know, where's it going? How's it working? What's, you know, we want to cut, but we don't want to cut stuff that works. Um, and marketing performance optimization is looking at where are all these investments going, you know, into third parties like Google and Facebook, we've already mentioned, and programmatic display, mm -hmm. but also email, you know, where am I spending on web personalization? How is all of that investment happening? And what can I understand about what's working and what's not? And it's come into sharp relief because actually a lot of the time, just asking, answering that question of where's my money going is actually quite difficult. Uh, or we only get to find out at the end of the quarter or, well, you know, there's a certain Excel spreadsheet with 15 different tabs on it that we've got to go through. And so that, <laughs> that that becomes, you know, when we want to try and make decisions quickly and, you know, maybe not quite real time, but certainly on a daily, weekly basis, if if I'm having to go through that 200 slide PowerPoint deck that someone from finance or my agency sent me three weeks ago, that that doesn't feel right. So marketing performance optimization is how can we make that process quick how can we make it as close to real time as possible? And most importantly, how can we use that data to make decisions about what we want to do and what we don't want to do? So, so that's, that's interesting because that, that isn't necessarily a new problem. Companies have always been trying to optimize their marketing and the media effectiveness. What do you see as the, the biggest challenges and opportunities that financial services companies are trying to solve for today through marketing performance optimization? And what, What's changed? What's the opportunity now? Well, I think what's changed is we now have this, you know, sort of digital first customer, right? When, and, and whether that's, you know, a consumer who wants a credit card or whether it's, you know, someone with high net worth, whoever you're talking to, they are digital first, right? So they are on their phone uh, accessing information, right? And that's where advertisers and brands are trying to communicate with um those consumers uh, and what's changed is because we're now marketing digitally and we can change things whenever we want to this is not like we are committing a budget a quarterly budget with a tv station um and we're buying that up front and we're done right this is where i can change things uh, and i can change investments i can change creatives landing pages messages all that stuff very very quickly the hard thing is just that wealth of data that's available, so much data. 
And that data doesn't necessarily sit within my company, right? It sits in inside Google, it sits inside Facebook, it sits inside my ad server or my web analytics. And the hard thing is, how do I get that information out? How do I get extract that data? But then how do I put it together and combine it so it becomes useful to me? And how can I do that quickly without spending, you know, um, so much time manipulating it, cleaning it up, realizing that I've called it one thing over here and another thing over there? And, you know, and, and I think what's really interesting when, we, when we've done research on this, uh, we, we, we did some um, a marketing intelligence report and it said something like, I think 43% of marketers who responded to that survey said they were spending a week or more a month um, just creating reports, you know, wow. doing all of that by hand. And it's, and it's not that it's a waste of time, but it is surely not the best use of, 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 of resources. And it's surely not why anyone started a career in marketing to do that sure i mean yeah. it, it really didn't take us very long to get to the heart of the issue being getting your hands around the data i mean that's a really common theme with most of what marketers try to do so what would you say are some of the really practical use cases that, that they might want to optimize for the biggest and quickest results john so there's, there's some very simple things that um you know marketers might want to do and and, and that's all getting away from marketing metrics so you know if you're running a campaign an email campaign right you, you've got open rates you've got deliverability statistics all super important if you're operational you're looking at that you want to make sure people are getting those emails and they're opening them um but it doesn't really tell you anything about how how are you driving business right how is that leading to someone asking for a quote or putting in a a mortgage application or whatever it might be. That's where you want to make those connections. And to make those connections, you're going to say, well, okay, how can I do that? Well, really, real simple ways. I want to combine my email with my web analytics. And let's use the word web. That could well be in-app analytics as well. Put those things together so I can not just only understand how my emails are being opened, but can I see that they are translating through to someone doing some kind of positive action that I'm trying to drive them towards. So that's a really simple way of doing it. Um, and then once you've started to build those connections, then you can layer in something else. Then you can like, okay, well, I'm spending money on my search campaigns. Let's bring that data in from, from uh, Google or Bing. Um, I'm spending money uh, retargeting some of those customers through programmatic display. Let's start to bring that data in and let's start to build over time on that so i can really start to understand how all of my marketing is working together and then if i want to be really smart what data do i have uniquely inside my own company that i can also bring into that so someone might get a, a quote for insurance great but what happened to it can we then link that back to someone actually uh, buying a policy because that's the ultimate thing that i want them to do so I think I think you you know when we see people approaching sort of marketing intelligence and marketing analytics you you know you're not going to do all of it straight away it's that's sometimes a bit overwhelming but you've got to start somewhere but once you do start then it becomes easier over time to layer on more data figure out better use cases and as you bring more data together that um that only makes it even more powerful because you can start to see everything you're doing. And that's, and, and that's when 
you get to really benefit from from data rather than be in this position where it's dragging you down because you're fighting with it in Excel all the time. Yeah, and I, I think you know as soon, as soon as we start talking about the opportunities with data, yeah, it gets exciting, but you start to realise that technology clearly has a role to play. It doesn't. It? It's it's not something that you can do manually. Yeah, um, absolutely, absolutely, and that's. I mean, you know, I, you know, the 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 key tool for us inside Salesforce Marketing Cloud is 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 the Data Armor platform because what marketers don't want to be doing is understanding that you know facebook has just or instagram has just updated a new version of their api and we need to comply with that and therefore i've got to deal with my people in it and they've got to do this and no one no one wants to do that right um so at the heart of the data armor platform is that you know there's this there's three fundamental challenges that we want to solve for marketers one is take all of that data connection pain away from me right make it really simple so we've done that there's you know we connect to like a hundred or over a hundred apis including google and facebook and instagram and all the all the names you would expect um but because we've got a team that just looks after that and updates them you know with literally daily so that we're always compliant, that we're always actually taking advantage of any uh, new data streams that are coming through. You know, marketers don't need to worry about that. And that's that's a huge investment. We can do it because we're doing it for thousands of brands, right? Uh, but for an individual brand to do that, it's the IT overhead is, is just way too much. But this, even if you're bringing that data in, and we've got lots of clever ways of bringing in data if it doesn't sit in an API, you've still got to connect it somehow so you know this creative id over here maps to that creative id over there and every time that someone's put in gb we need to change that to uk in our in our campaign taxonomies and there's a lot there's lots of somewhat dull boring mechanics there about how online campaigns are set up right but lots of people listening to this will know that if you don't get that right that you know the foundations of your house are not solid and it and you can't build on it so we you know we built lots of tools there to help connect all of that data and sort of clean it and fix it and that kind of stuff and you know we our jargon for that is harmonization right how can you bring it all together and then the last thing is well what can you do with it well one is visualization that's you know can you build dashboards that people can check in on whether you're the CMO or whether you're like a, you know, a social media operative, everyone can check in on their own dashboard and, um, and do that based on the same data um, that, uh, you know, everyone's using the same data there. So the CMO isn't seeing a cut of the data that's totally different and has different numbers from uh, the email operative. Um, but also, you know, visualization is important, but it's all about action, right? So how can you understand, you know, can I have alerts, simple things, campaigns falling offline, creative getting um, getting disapproved. It happens all the time, right? But you need to know about that at the time, not at the end of the month when you're trying to report back on a campaign. But also, you know, how can you be smart about it? How can you get alerts about CPAs being too high or too low or whatever those those mechanics can be? And even to the point where you can start to run, you know, how do we bring AI into that process? That, you know, how can you run a bot over all of that data? There might be a million lines of data, which absolutely a human marketer could could analyze over the course of several days. I'm sure 
better to get AI to just do that whilst you're, um, you know, whilst you're watching the football or whatever, and, yeah. let it, and let it highlight what the opportunities are for, you know, creative optimization or platform optimization. So that's that's sort of the end-to-end use case we're really trying to solve with Data Armor because then it frees marketers up to be marketers to under to think why what why is that why are people responding to this and not that what does that tell me about my customer what does that tell me about my product my competitiveness that's what marketers are there for we're there to understand humans you know understand people's motivations and we need data to be a really strong platform for us not something that drags us back so that's really interesting john and i guess one of the questions i've got is when I speak to customers and they say, well, you know, I'm using Tableau, I'm using Power BI, I'm investing in Snowflake, whatever the case may be, they've got huge data strategies and the marketing team feel like they're already being supported. You know, what would you say in terms of should there be a place for data armor amongst that? I, th- I think what's unique about marketing is that the sheer breadth of sources of data, right? So, um, you know, going back to that research we did, we found that, you know, marketers were using sort of, I think, eight or nine uh, platforms to manage their marketing investments across, I think it was 23, 24 different channels, right? So each one of those channels has its own data, its own API, and whether it's a big one like Google or something more niche, right? Or that might not even have an API, maybe you've got to get the data some other way, right? So that that's a really unique challenge. Normally, BI projects inside companies are all mainly based around the data the company already has internally that it controls in its own warehouse on its own database and is structured in a way that you want it. As marketers, we don't get that privilege. If Google or Facebook decide to update the API or decide they're going to give the data or take this data away, basically, we have to go along with that and we need to react. And that, and that really does happen all the time um so that's that's uniquely difficult and then just stitching that data together is hard so you know it might be an ad group over here it might be um you know a campaign over here the ids are different the currencies are different the all those things which you know fall apart very quickly if you don't have a really intimate understanding of those ad platforms and what can connect and what can't connect um, and that you can be dynamic with it as well. And you can clean that data up and you can put filters in and that kind of stuff. So that's really hard. And that's, you know, data on, we call that the magic in the middle. That's what's really driving that product is that ability to connect to that data and clean it up. Now, there's going to be lots of occasions when you say, well, I'd, I like that marketing data, but I would like to see it in Tableau or Power BI or something else um, alongside my financial data or my um you know, call center data or other stuff that I might have there. And that's perfectly reasonable. Um, And that's, you know, that's why we make it really easy to extract that data as well. Once you've got that clean, harmonized marketing data, if you want to take that out of data armor and use it somewhere else, then yes, no problem. Uh, We've got those connectors. We've got great connector with Tableau, of course. But, you know, if you want us to put that on an Amazon server or, you know, some or Azure or somewhere else, um, no problem. So, John, clearly really exciting opportunities there and you know, lots of great use cases. I think as a marketer, sometimes the data can be intimidating. You know, there is so much data available today. Some of these tools can, 
can seem complex. Do you need to have a lot of experience in data and data science to be able to get the kind of results and do some of the things that you're talking about later on? Um, I mean, data science is always great and having those people available is always fantastic. But our assumption has always been with Data Armor that it's we're building for the marketing user, someone who doesn't necessarily have that in-depth knowledge of how it all fits together. They know data is important. They want to use it. They want to be smarter. Um, so our, our, our assumption is always let's build it for the marketing user and make it simple for them to connect data. Do that visually, right? You don't need to know SQL. Um, you don't need to code. You can drag and drop and connect things and click things together um, fairly fairly uh, easily. Um, I think what's really interesting is, you know, our, our more sophisticated and uh, sort of uh, our, our longer term uh, marketers, particularly in financial services, actually have sort of invested in people who are, you know, data armor platform owners. So they, you know, they've built up that that data knowledge over time and how these things fit together. Um, and that makes it really easy then for them to roll out new dashboards, to integrate new data sources, um, and 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 they've built on that level of sophistication. But I still don't think you know the individuals I'm thinking of there. I don't think they would describe themselves as data scientists. You know, they're not connecting SQL queries and you know using Python or any of that kind of stuff. Um, they are, um, uh, you know, they're. They're, they're sophisticated marketing users. But I think what's interesting, talking about data science, like what's the hard problem with data science? You ask any data scientist, it's getting the data, right? They spend 80% of their time trying to find the data and then cleaning it up and turning it into something usable and only a small amount of time actually thinking about it, analyzing it. Um, and that's, that, that is the challenge in marketing. So we also see it's, it's, it's super useful for, 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 for other projects, whether that's data science projects or doing, uh, you know, media mix modeling. One, one customer of mine said, you know, the process of media mix modeling is normally going around the floor of my agency, tapping people on the shoulder, asking them if I can get an Excel spreadsheet off them, right? Well, we don't, that's, we don't <laughs> want to do that. We want to automate that. And particularly when, you know, a, a project like that, which is normally updated every six months, many brands uh, have said, right, that needs to be every three months, every one month. We've got to have a process. We've got to be more sophisticated in getting that data, that clean data into the hands of the data scientists and the and whoever else needs it. So that's, you know, that's that's why that cleanup is, and those connections and that cleanup process is so important. Uh, and you want to do that in a way that's programmatic and that's automated, right? You do not want to be doing that yourself. Sure. So it's interesting that you're talking about some real world examples here of, you know, what's happening in other companies on their, their marketing floors. Virtually, I guess, these days <laughs> messaged for those spreadsheets. Can you share a little bit about the about the kind of results that you've seen marketers realise, particularly in financial services that are using Datarama? Yeah, well, I mean, t t let's start with time, right? Time is the obvious thing. And, you know, there's no doubt that we, we we realize a lot of time freed up um, for um, for for marketers to do other things, and also actually, you know, where they're working with agencies to free up their agencies as well. They, I can think of one customer that said, you know, it, it, it dawned on them that they were paying their agency hours. Sixty percent of those hours were being just people faffing around with spreadsheets, right, trying to build data and all this kind of stuff. Um, 
and they were able to take that away. Actually, they didn't cut those agency hours. They're like, I still want the agency to do stuff, but I want those hours to be used for something productive, for something creative. Yeah. So that 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 really uh, made a difference. Um, and I and I so that's that's one thing. Certainly, we see lots of examples of um, you know in the early use of data armor when people are connecting in campaigns, you know, online advertising campaigns you'd be amazed about how people suddenly uncover the fact that landing pages are incorrect, uh, that, you know, creative has not been tagged properly. Lots of, you know, audience, why are we running this stuff? There's, you know, campaigns running that they didn't even realize that once that data has all been brought together in one place, you can say, oh, hold on, there's a few things broken here. Let's fix those really quickly. Um, but then really over time, using that as the tool of record to uh, find really good ROI improvements, um, about where we're placing money let's kill stuff that isn't working do that early reinvest that money in stuff that that is is working and i think i think what's also great is that uh, you know is making that data available to everyone so uh, a, a great example i i heard from a financial services customer is they've got lots of uh, sort of nps customer satisfaction data for branches um, and they've what they've done is they put that into Datarama and made that really accessible to every branch manager. So you can just you know select your branch from the drop down. It will give you that information all about how satisfied people walking into the branch are, and they're able to push that out really easily. And then for people you know regional managers, people further up the chain, you can see what does that look like in total for the for the bit of business I manage as well. So. You know, that's that's all pushing the boundaries of the platform beyond sort of just media optimization and marketing optimization, but really helping uh, lots of other users outside of the marketing department get access to that really valuable information that, that, that helps them do their jobs better as well. Perfect. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 love, I love that use case uh, with the, the NPS the branch managers. I think that's really, really relevant uh, right now. I think I think what's relevant about that is right is marketers are owning customer experience and you can have a great, you know, how do you make sure that if you're in branch, if you're on the phone or if you're on the web or an app, that that customer experience is a great one. How do you join that up? That is the big goal for marketers. Every time we talk to marketers, they own customer experience and they are tasked with that. So that goes way beyond the marketing department. Perfect. Brilliant. Thanks, John. I was just going to say, you made my point for me that ultimately, you know, we're not just saving time and saving money and having more accurate real time information. The bottom line is you're improving the customer experience. So, yeah. Yeah. OK, well, thank you, John. Be a really interesting conversation. Uh, if listeners want to know more about data, what, what should they do? I think, we, well, the easiest thing go to go to datarama.com right that's that's a good launch point but i think you know um also if you you know you search for datarama on on youtube we have such a great selection of videos each one is no more than two minutes um animated videos just explaining what the different parts of the product do what the different um you know some of our stories and that kind of stuff it's a really easy intro to sort of stitch some of these concepts together um, and I, I recommend that as a starting point to anyone and if you want to go a bit deeper about you know what do other people um, thinking then you know our marketing intelligence reports uh, which uh, I've mentioned a couple of times in this um, in the last few minutes is, is a really good starting point to understand what are the problems that 
brands all over the world uh, are facing and you know maybe you're facing them as well that might feel, make you feel better or worse <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but um it, it, it's a really interesting piece of research as well to sort of like frame some of the challenges that marketers see around data and, and using that data to drive positive action brilliant well we'll share the link to that intelligence report alongside this podcast as well um, and if you want to reach out to us at salesforce you know where to find um, miles and i and you can also reach out via our podcast uk at salesforce.com email address um, and we'd always be happy to help and thanks again john brilliant my pleasure yeah. brilliant chatting with thanks, you today. thank you Bye. that's it for today thanks for listening hit subscribe to be notified of new episodes reach out to us on linkedin or email us at podcast uk at salesforce.com if you want to give us feedback or suggest content for new episodes until next time thanks for listening <laughs>